0: Welcome to lesson four of our study on Jesus and the woman caught in adultery. Now, this story is all about how the Pharisees are judging this woman and then Jesus treats her differently than they had expected. And in today's lesson, Pastor Larry helps us understand what Jesus teaches about judgment through Scripture. So, Jesus deals with this woman and he, he upholds the law, yet she's not condemned. He, he fulfills everything, and he, he's Jesus. He,
1: he, well, he does a great job of, you know, of of hating the sin and loving the sinner. We use that term all the time. And, mm-hmm. and we have we as humans have trouble navigating that. Yes. We, we, all of this emotion, all of that gets all tied together. And, and so we're, we're faced with this dilemma where we're not qualified to judge, mm-hmm. as Jesus said, we're all sinners. Uh, but at the same time, we need to judge. We need to be able to make good judgments and
0: good discernments. And well, in Scripture, it tells scripture, us yeah. as Christians to judge. But it and then it says like, not how, to judge. Right. Right. what, so, what yeah. do I do with what that? What do you do? What do, you do? Well, Jesus
1: does a great teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, and I think this is one of those places where where we read it, and it just gets so misused and so mm. misinterpreted. It, it almost, it's sort of you know definitely. You interpret it based on the context that you're in right now at the moment. But mm-hmm. I'd like to go and talk about judging and maybe help give a little bit of, of background or a little bit of practical help on how we can walk that fine line between discerning, making good judgments, and not judging a person in the way Jesus is telling us not to not to do that, and so let's yeah. let's go to the Sermon on the Mount, and then we're gonna we're gonna have sort of a a, a survey, a walkthrough of the, of the of the Bible today. So people are gonna uh, need to get their Bibles ready, and because we're gonna be jumping Good. around a little bit and talking. Good, about it. let's okay? do it. All right, so we start out in chapter seven of Matthew. Jesus says, "Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure." you use, it will be measured to you. Uh, I think it's kind of funny, that this is maybe the closest Jesus comes to what goes around, comes around. Yeah, Okay.
0: Yeah, whatever. however you judge, yeah, it's, you're it's, going it's, to be it's, judged. It's coming so. around, man,
1: yeah. I mean, this is karma, <laughs> right right, <here. laughs> right, so he says in verse three, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll be see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So this is a great story, and Jesus is, is, I think, being a little theatrical here. In mm-hmm. fact, I think the audience probably listening to this are probably, you know, cracking up. They're hmm. they're laughing because Jesus is is. It's got this picture of this giant plank in a guy's eye and he's turning around and hitting people and, and all however, along. However,
0: there's probably a lot of people that are not laughing because <laughs> they're like, oh, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's probably, probably. <laughs> so how do we do this? How do we, how do we judge? It turns out that the word judge in Greek is the word krino. Okay. All right, And it, it is used 131 times in the New Testament. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's one of those words that gets used a lot. But interestingly enough, it gets translated at least three different ways. This same Greek word? The same word. Greek word, krino, gets translated three different ways. Huh. So to help us understand, I think we need to go and take a look at how this word gets used, and then use all of those things to maybe form a teaching and a practical way of going about judging. So the first one I wanna to go to is in, is in Titus. Uh, Titus is not one of those that you find very easily. No, that's like like, it slips away. It's It's like it
0: goes, that's the one that literally slips through the crack. (laughs) It does. It does.
1: And of course, there's always a lot of hard personal words in here, but we're going to go to Titus chapter 3, verse 12. As soon as I send Artemis or Tychius to you, do your best to come to me in Nicopolis, because I have decided, I have crinoed to winter there. Wait, wait, wait. Okay the same word. same word, he just says, I'm gonna just stay somewhere? He goes, I have decided. And so he's made a judgment. <laughs> he's made, uh, you know, just a, an idea huh. of, and that's the word "kreno." Okay. So "Kreno" is obviously not the Greek syntax, but you know, we get, we this get it, right? This isn't a Greek yeah, class. Yeah, there you go, good. Yeah. I, 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 right, okay. I would fail that. I would fail that. There are some, you know, professor out there, in the, you know, somewhere is looking, listening to my Greek, and they're like, you They're cringing. Yeah, they're yeah, cringing, sure. yeah. So it says, I like, So in other words, it just is to make a decision. Okay. To determine is it simple? Is it black or white? Is it up or down? Is mm-hmm. it right or left? Mm-hmm. And so, just simple discernment. And so, that's that's one of the ways that crino gets used. And I don't think Jesus is saying, "Don't make decisions."
0: Oh, right. No, right? No, he. Co- we constantly get told to make decisions. We make, have to make godly decisions. Make decisions based on what the Bible says. Of course. If,
1: and if we decided that we weren't going to make any decisions anymore, we would be making Nowhere. a decision. We wouldn't be doing
0: this. (laughs) He'd be making a
1: decision to not make a decision. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. So the next one is in John um, 18, and it's uh, in verse 31, and it goes like this. Pilate said, take him yourselves and judge him and crino him by your own law. So this this, Uh. uh, translation of, of crino is simply to make a judgment against a law or a moral standard. Okay. Same right. word. Same word. Wow. Right? Was he going over the speed limit or not? Gotcha. Right? And so Jesus, I don't think, is saying, get rid of all the courts, get rid of all mm. the laws. I mean, no, he upholds them. That's correct, I mean, but this is, we're not even talking about the Ten Commandments here, we're just, we're just talking about whatever law making is out there. Making a judgment. law judgment. Hmm. Someone came and robbed your house, Todd. And you're Wait, spoke, what? someone, yeah, they did. You better check well, with Dan. Great. I didn't. There's, <laughs> but, no,
0: there's no notification. No My not, ring doorbell ring did not tell me. It didn't work.
1: Okay. But at the end of the day, you wouldn't say, well, forget it. The guy yeah. didn't mean it. He's probably having a bad day. Right. He's <laughs> like, you know, sure, <laughs> take all this stuff. Yeah. Right. So I don't think Jesus means that either. Okay. Right. And, and the next one is in, that I want to point out, is in First Corinthians 4 5. And here, Paul, actually gets down to, I think, the, the, the kind of thing that, that Jesus is getting at here. In fact, he even helps by explaining himself a little bit. So in verse five, he says, "Therefore judge Crino, therefore Creno nothing before the appointed time. Wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of men's hearts. Okay? So here, we get a little bit of an idea. We see first off that this is something that we're not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. This is God's job. Mm -hmm. He says that this is God's job. And we also see that this kind of judgment is to do a a particular thing. It's to expose a person's heart. Hmm. And this is the judging that Jesus uses when he looks at the woman. We talked about how she didn't leave, she didn't run away. Something was going on inside of her. Jesus could see her heart and know that she was probably repentant, which is why he said, mm-hmm. go and leave your life of sin. So something was going on in her. This is the part that we're not qualified to do. This is mm. this is God's God's part, if you will. We're not qualified to look at a person's heart or to make a judgment on on a person's being, on their spirit, on their soul. We, we
0: aren't there to do that. That's God's job. It, it seems... It sounds like what you're saying is there's these three levels. There may be many more, but these three levels of making a decision. Well three different types of judgment. Right. But but it's but it's in these levels of a decision that's just I'm going to do this thing. A a decision based on earthly laws that you are. Or or, judged, or moral or moral, laws. or moral laws. And then there's like an eternal judgment and the eternal judgment is not for us. It's that it's spiritual place. It's above our pay, it's it's above above our our pay grade. grade. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. And so when Jesus is, is talking through this, he,
1: he, he really does try to say, look, this is not the thing that we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. The, the last one is in, is in John seven. And, and the interesting thing about here, Jesus uses creino twice in the same verse. Once to mean one,
0: Thing and once to mean another. Same word. Same word. Same sentence. Two yeah, meanings. Two, me- two meanings. Oh, so in wow, okay. John
1: chapter seven mm-hmm. verse twenty-four, and Jesus actually uses the word "creno" twice, once in one type of meaning and one in another type of meaning. All right. So in John chapter seven verse twenty-four, Jesus says, "Stop crenoing, okay. stop crenoing, stop judging by mere appearance, and make right crenos, make right judgments." Huh. All right. So he's saying, stop doing God's thing. Stop making a judgment about who a person is by what is on the outside. Instead, judge rightly. Instead, hmm. use good discernment. Hmm. Right. And so he's he's using these two things to talk about what we're supposed to do. So when he comes to the, the Sermon on the Mount, when he says, don't judge or you will be judged yourself, mm-hmm. he's really saying that don't don't do God's job for Him. Hmm. Amen right? to that. That is a bad thing. We're yes. not qualified. If we want to get at this a little bit, here's here's a good example. I, I know that this is going to be really hard for you to imagine, but let's just say that you did something that was really messed up. <laughs> just, just, just. Okay. So this is all. This uh, is all hypothetical. hypothetical sure, of, course, of course, right? You did something <laughs> that's really messed up, and I saw it. Okay. Now. I, I can react a couple of different ways. I could say that that thing that Todd did was really messed up. Mm-hmm. Or I could say Todd is really messed up because he did that thing.
0: Uh, so characterizing me based on the action as opposed to just condemning the action. It's It sounds like when you say that, I go right to my kids. And okay. it's like that I, You you did a thing and this thing is... It, this is a stupid thing, and then their response to me is, well, you think I'm stupid? No, 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 that's not, I don't call my kids stupid, but I do say yeah. that their things are stupid that they do sometimes, That's right? That's and right. so, but we automatically go to that. We feel like we're being characterized because somebody's pointing out a thing that we did, but yet that's not what we're saying here. The characterization is not what we're doing. We're saying the thing, the action, yeah. the, the, the thing that you did is what we need to fix. I, I think I think the way that we walk this
1: fine line between loving the sinner and hating the sin is for us not to confuse judging a person's action versus judging their being or Ah. their character. Mm. Some people might say their essence, Mm -hmm. judging who they are, their spirit. And so we confuse those Mm -hmm. a lot and and we tend to put those together. And by doing that, we end up judging the person we mm-hmm. say Todd yes. is really messed up instead of that thing that action that behavior that's messed up yeah. what's going on how can we figure out how to how to help how can we do that because Jesus goes on in this teaching which I think is great he goes on to tie this picture of the plank and the speck mm-hmm. with judging so so why is that because I think that Jesus is upholding the idea that, that we can discern and judge properly people's actions and become a person that is not judgmental, but is actually helpful, mm-hmm. caring, and loving. And we, we can do that by doing something really important. Because this, this is where it gets practical. Mm-hmm. How do I become a person that can actually help you? How can I become a person that when confronted with such a horrible situation as this woman caught in the act of adultery, instead of judging her, how do I become a person who maybe comes alongside and steps into the middle of that and starts to help and start Mm. to heal and start to help her along with this fresh start that Jesus gives her? Mm. And I think Jesus is saying, he says it right here, he says, how can you say to your brother let me take the speck out of your own eye until, until or when all the time there's a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite. First, and here's the key, take the plank out of your own eye. Hmm. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. He's, Jesus is saying, you can become a person that can go in and say, let me get that speck. But first, you have to clear your own vision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: First, you have to do this fearless, honest, moral inventory on yourself. Hmm. First, you have to critique yourself, and that's scary. That's scary. Those, those the places sometimes that we don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And, and so, the more we do that, the more we take the time, I think, to to ask God first off to point out the planks in my own life. Because hmm. unfortunately, I think I have a log cabin sometimes, right? <laughs> I got a lot of planks. Well,
0: and and <laughs> we we're blind to it so many times. Yeah. A yeah. lot of a lot of reason is because we deceive ourselves. Yes. To we're, say, we're oh, well, that's not that. actually what I mean. Like, yeah, you know, we justify. Yeah, yeah, we're exactly, good at that. Exactly. I, I didn't really mean that. Yeah. Oh, I'm not really that
1: bad. So the, so I think one of the first steps is is just be willing to be honest mm-hmm. with God. We've talked about this in the past, mm-hmm. that, you know, honest prayer, honest and open with God. The second mm-hmm. thing, I think, as you mentioned, we have to ask God to expose the blind spots. Mm. Ask God to help us See that, and sometimes that means he's going to bring someone alongside of us to do the same thing that we're doing yeah. to point out, you know, those things, right. and 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 we have to accept it mm-hmm. lovingly, and we'll go oh, okay. The, as hard as that may be, hard as that may be, right? And and, and then I think also we then at at that point uh, have to repent, mm-hmm. and, and we may have to actually spend some time um, doing the right thing. Hmm. not living in this recurring sin or this thing that, that we're doing. I, I think a good example is, is we, we talk about moral inventory, which is something in a 12-step program, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great example. A person that is an alcoholic is always an alcoholic in their mind. I'm always an alcoholic, but I'm sober. I've been mm-hmm. sober for five years, ten years. That kind of person understands that they're an alcoholic, but mm-hmm. that kind of person has been living a sober life long enough to, to prove and to be able to come alongside someone else and say, let me help you mm-hmm. get to where I am.
0: Yeah, well, and I think that also is so powerful in that we always ask, and this is a bigger conversation, why does God let bad things happen to good people? And most of the time it's so that when somebody that they're around goes through a similar situation, they can help them get through it. Yeah. Like they yeah. can, they can yeah. say, I've been there alcoholic that's sober, that sees somebody suffering with alcoholism, I've been there.
1: It's always easier for someone to walk through a difficult time in their life when they're going through the grief of that, when they're going through what they need to do in order to get that out of their life, to not be alone, hmm. to walk alongside someone. And God yeah. does that often. He puts someone alongside of us to help us so that we won't fall, Yeah, uh, help carry, carry the weight of that burden. And and that happens, and it's it's one of those things that in our culture is fairly clear. But there's so many other sins where it's difficult, um,
0: and it's well, and not so, so many simple. ways to hide them these yeah, days. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we we hear about so many of these these people that all of a sudden it comes out that they've done this thing or or, or been a part of this group or whatever, and it, it's it's becoming more and more prevalent that that is how we characterize people. And so we need to be equipped to know how do we help those people. And also, how do we not just condemn them because of a thing that someone did sometime and really come alongside them? And I think helping that when you said that, that that rang so true for me. How do we use scripture, our experiences, and allow ourselves to be used by God to help other people through difficult circumstances? Right,
1: right. I think it's here, all in these these definitions Mm -hmm. of Crino, we need to be able to be the kind of people that are courageous enough to look at our own stuff put it before God repent from those things and then judge rightly mm-hmm. to not do God's job and and not judge a person's spirit not judge their the, who they are and and then also to uphold this moral law God mm-hmm. says this this law helps us to understand where we've fallen short mm-hmm. and so yes let's let's admit it <laughs> we've fallen short yeah. there, there's a problem here and we need we need to help fix it. But we're not the ones to judge whether or not a person is to be condemned or whether they make it into eternity. It's just way above our pay grade. Let God God, let let God do do God's job. Yeah, let God do God's (laughs) job. Because Jesus said it clearly, if you are without sin, then you get to throw the stone and and we all learned with a very, very you know, pointed picture that, that that that's not for us. That's not for us.